0: So hello and welcome to the CBGS podcast with a very special good friday musical edition of the podcast today. I'm sure you're going to absolutely love this. We're going to go on a musical journey and I'm delighted that I am going on that musical journey with Mr Paul Waits.
1: Yeah, it's compulsory that you enjoy it today because if you don't then you get you get uh, told off by by uh, Ben so.
0: Yeah, that's it yeah. This is and, and I and trust me this is going to be a special Musical journey, and I think it's really important we, we said this before we did the podcast that um, where we're at at the moment in society, what's going on, the fact that it's Easter bank holiday weekend, lovely weather it it all sort of culminates into putting together a podcast like this yeah you know, really really musical one yeah
1: I mean yeah, music is obviously a huge part of a lot of people's lives, and um, it's difficult to imagine life without it isn't it
0: it is yeah, it is and it's it's something that gets us through and we you know we we and that's why we we're, we're going on our own musical journey in terms of a a radio station <laughs> and this is just a little taster of what's to yeah, come yeah like
1: that this is like the hors d'oeuvre.
0: yeah it is yeah so before we before we get into the
1: smorgasbord f- a veritable smorgasbord ben
0: yeah i like that that's a good phrase we'll use that we could put we could turn that into a jingle
1: board.
0: okay jingle done jingle recorded so <laughs> we would like to be productive as well on these podcasts. So before we start and play the first track, um, tell me a little bit about the journey that we're about to go on without spoiling it and the kind of w- what you were thinking when you put this together.
1: So as you know, um, I've been putting together my playlist for my uh, show when it starts, uh, which is going to feature an A to Z of pop. So I think I've think um, I think I've got about 300 songs, something like that. And uh, when we thought we'd do a uh, a music uh, episode today, uh, I thought thought of several different things we could do. You know, like the English invasion of of the American charts in the early '60s, or or punk, for instance. And I thought, well, actually, one of the things I certainly try to do, and I enjoy my relationship with Drew in that respect, is um, is uh, share. Try to share and educate, I suppose. So almost, you know, you know our, um, our, our slogan is educate, advise, innovate. Yeah. So I think that, that, that doesn't just apply to business. So um, there's a whole lot of music out there, which, um, you know, a lot of people don't know about. So, you know, that includes classical music, which I intend to do something about in the fullness of time. So I thought, actually, rather than sort of have a egotistical show or pick, like, my favourite songs, what I, what I would do is is is, is pick. Uh, so I've, I picked 11 songs which I considered to be uh, completely distinct from each other. So, you know, com- com- completely different genres. And of course, you know, I could have probably gone on and, and put another, another, you know, there's no prog rock uh, track necessarily in, in here. It'd be interesting to see whether you, you think, for instance, that, you know, any of the tracks actually do cross over a bit into prog rock. So um, I picked 11 tracks um, combining. So, you know, so I've got a ballad, um, a country and western song, uh, quite a heavy metal song, a gothic song, um, uh, perhaps a little bit quirky, you know, um, and then you've got, uh, you know, uh, I suppose almost like sort of uh, French jazz funky, you know, reggae almost, you know, um, scar. So, um, yeah, so I've picked 11 tracks, which, uh, I hope are all very different. And so it it would be very surprising if, um, if people didn't like say half of them, you know, uh, but I think, I think, you know, I think what's, what's it, we'll, we'll talk about this on the individual tracks as they come along. Uh, probably some of the tracks aren't by bands that you necessarily would think, yes, you know, with the sort of music I like, I would like that, but, uh my approach to music is always very much uh, if I like it, I'll say I like it. It doesn't matter if it's by Girls yeah. Aloud, you know. It, it's a, if Girls Aloud produced a song and I thought it was good, I would say it was good, you
0: know. Yeah, I lo- and, I, and, I, and obviously we've been we've been doing this for a little while now since November and we've had a few mu- music shows and we, we choose a music track every day as well on the podcast and since we're doing the live streams, we've had a track every single day which has been great and what I love about you choosing those tracks is the it's just that, the fact that you are so passionate about music and you, you you really look into the tracks, what they mean, what they mean to you, and and you can go on a musical journey. And when we put this, you've put this together and sent the tracks across to me. And just to look at that journey and see where it's gone is uh, was, was so fascinating. So I think everybody is going to enjoy it. So maybe without further ado, let, let's get into it because we've got so much to talk about. Um, with these tracks, I think we should delve into the first one. <laughs> and the first one that you've chosen is Bjork and Human Behaviour. Tell me a little bit about why that made it.
1: So uh, Bjork Goodman her to, to, to give her her full name, um, is an Icelandic genius, I would say. I think she's um, probably the only woman in my lifetime who could even pretend to be as talented as Kate Bush. In my opinion, um, c- completely barking mad, which also gets gets my vote. You know, a real character. There's no, she is unique. You know, there is nobody like Burek. Um, I've always had uh, a fondness for the Scandinavian countries, probably because of uh, my my Viking heritage and my Manx background. So I'm I'm very pro uh, the, the region generally. Uh, and of course, you know Iceland. You associate with the Icelandic sagas and uh, great warriors, and and now, of course, great strong men, as my younger son would know. Uh, disproportionately, uh, warrior-like race. Uh, so Bjork first came to prominence with the Sugar Cubes uh, and um, had a couple of hits, big hits, and were and and fortunately went down very well with the critics. She then. Um, she then became a solo artist and has produced a wonderful catalogue of uh, of songs. And as I say, what, what, what I really respect about her is I can't really think of any two songs which are the same. You know, every song is beautifully crafted and very different from any other. Um, this particular song, the video, is also uh, immense. One of the best videos ever made. Uh, the whole song is basically about this uh huge teddy bear and it's sort of the teddy bear's slant on life rather you know uh, rather than the human's slant on life and so the video has this huge teddy bear sort of marching through the forest having taken Bjork captive uh and she's singing uh you know as, as she's tied up by the teddy bear etc you know and um I just think this is this this song captures the real real essence of Bjork. So um it's also uh, it's also as I say it's a, it's, a, it's a track which is almost synonymous with MTV, uh, which which has played a big part in my life certainly 20 years ago. So, uh, first track is Bjork Human Behaviour, and I hope you all enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and just I wanted to add, just add one point that um, it actually won an MTV Music Awards and it won a Grammy Award for the best video as well. So I know we're going to play the track, um, but you have to you have to watch uh, the video. Yeah, here's Bjork and human behaviour. we One of those songs that you just Bjork's known for. It's so quiet. I think that's probably her most popular
1: uh-huh. song,
0: and this is the one that just maybe because of it's so quiet doesn't get the attention that it absolutely deserves. Um, one hell of a video, and uh, and it's such a such a great song. And I love as well that it was inspired by David Attenborough and inspired by sort of the the uh, you know reflecting upon human nature and emotion from the sort of animal point of view i I think that's fascinating and it really comes out in the video
1: yeah i agree michael gondry by the way a very famous uh producer produced the uh the video and i say it's it's right up there probably one of the best 10 music videos of all time in my opinion
0: yeah it was really really good hope you enjoyed that um bjork and human behavior the first song uh, on our uh, list today right let's move on um to the next song Now, this was so interesting when you gave me this list because I put the songs together on our system and had (laughs) to listen to them. And this took me on one hell of a musical journey. Um, The next song (laughs) is Wichita (laughs) Lineman. And it's by Glen Campbell. What an an amazing voice that he has.
1: Glen Campbell is uh, one of my favourite people of all time. He would probably probably make it into the top 20, and that's all people that is. that's Ol Solskjaer, you know you know who is in there. Um, so Oligo Solskjaer would we'll be sitting at the bar with Glenn Campbell and me having a nice glass glass of red Californian red wine or something. Glenn Campbell is um, I just think he's he, he, he was he he died fairly recently of uh, of Alzheimer's, and there's a wonderful video a documentary that uh he 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 filmed which is an incredibly brave thing to do showing his farewell tour uh and and uh one of the things I you know I do a lot of work with care homes and uh and, and and dementia and alzheimers and it was it was it was staggering how he could still remember complex chords but couldn't remember his own daughter's name uh that was um the it's so Glenn Campbell's uh, probably a lot more interesting as a character than people even realize Um, He was, uh, in his own right, acknowledged as a fantastic guitarist, so much so that he actually uh, became part of the Beach Boys um, in the mid-60s and was a a part of the Beach Boys as their main guitarist for about two years, I think. So uh, a lot of the really good guitar sounds on the Beach Boys is actually Glen Campbell. And then um, he's also uh, in one of my favourite films of all time, which is True Grit. Uh, which is a film with John Wayne in the John Wayne playing Rooster Cogburn. He's a quite a famous character, uh, and Glenn Campbell gets killed at the end, which is very very sad. And uh, he's he he's not the best actor, but his 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 personality was so immense that uh, you can't do anything but feel sort of attracted towards him. I think as a as a solo artist, he's just produced um, again a, a complete catalogue of of wonderful songs that. Um, just strike a chord with me emotionally, uh not just this one, but Galveston, for instance does, and there's a there's a song about by the time I go to get to phoenix and he's he's leaving his woman uh and he, and he's, he starts off and he says by the time I get to Phoenix, you know you'll be rising and then she'll then she's going to work and you know it's it's a very 60s song because I don't think people would write a song like that anymore, you know because you know at the end, he says, she didn't know I'd really go was the, is the last lyric, you know. And I think um, he, he was just he was just an immense uh, guitarist and, and, and had a wonderful voice and, and sang a lot of great songs. Um, and uh, he was very fortunate because he teamed up with um, I, I've got a blank at the moment, uh, a, a very famous um, music uh, producer and songwriter. And they became um it became a great double act in the 60s and early 70s. Wichita Lyman itself, I think, is almost a haunting, it's hauntingly beautiful, I think. So, um, this this song actually would survive onto my top songs, but I picked it because uh, I suppose technically it's probably a country, it, it probably did chart in the country and western charts, I would imagine. Uh, and I think he is officially described as a country and western artist, although he crossed over into pop. So, uh, this is one of my favorite tracks of all time, and it, it just really has a chord with me.
2: I am a lineman for the county, and I drive the main road, searching and
0: such a wonderful track uh, glenn campbell he's born in in 19 um, 1936 and obviously as you said paul died uh, recently in 2017 and um, when you when you look into glenn campbell it, it, as you mentioned you know tv host actor songwriter guitarist very talented uh, person released 64 albums in his career which cool. spanned five decades he sold over 45 million records worldwide and, and some of the, I've um, got, got to say as well, 12 gold albums, four platinum, one double platinum. That, that is one hell of a CV, isn't it?
1: No, absolutely. And well-deserved.
0: Yeah, he's, he topped the charts on various occasions. And, and some of the other songs that you might want to listen to, um, Southern Nights, Rhinestone Cowboy, Gentle On My Mind, yeah. Paul mentioned a few as well. Um, well worth a musical journey. And it actually reminds me very much of an artist that I really like. There's, there's a little bit of Neil Diamond in there. Maybe. Mm.
1: Not sure, but uh, <laughs> as as you're the presenter, you can say that. That's
0: the good thing about music; it's uh, you know subjective.
1: Actually, what's what? So you're, you're clairvoyant because um, we'll we'll come on to an artist later on who actually had their biggest hit was with a Neil Diamond song. There, anyway, I didn't know that, did you? So it's an advanced preview there.
0: Yeah, I look forward to that. We're going to continue our musical journey now with Clanads and Harry's Game. Tell me a little bit about why this one made your list.
1: Uh, um, Klanad, uh are, well, just one a special band, I think. they um amazingly talented family. It's the family that basically um, Enya came out of. So Enya was the uh, youngest sister in the Brennan family. Uh, I played, uh, drew a track I love yesterday by Myra Brennan called... Uh, Days of the Dancing, which uh, I strongly recommend that people listen to over the weekend if they've got time. It's just, it's almost actually like a, a sort of Irish gypsy song or something, you know. Um, Maya Brennan has, um, probably in my opinion, along with Lore- Lorena McKennett and Sarah McLachlan, the greatest female voices of all time, in, in, in my opinion. Um, and Clanad just, uh, it's obviously folk music sung beautifully with uh the sort of instruments you would expect from such a band. They're forever synonymous with Robin Robin of Sherwood. Um so if people like that series, Robin the Hooded Man, Dung Dung, that's all clan ad, you know. Uh I am the hunter, dung dung. Um and also um um uh, Last of the Mohicans, wherever you go I will find you. Do you know that song? Yeah I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um I think Harry's Game. So Harry's Game was actually written uh, specifically for Harry's Game, which is a film, uh, which is a bit of an odd film, actually, a sort of a an early transgender sort of film. is quite uh, uh, a disturbing film to watch in many respects. I have to say, I quite quite enjoy it. Um, it's I think it's a it's it's a song like no other that's ever charted. It might it'd be interesting to see whether you agree with that, but I I just think it's. Um, it's just, it's probably the most commercially successful, brilliantly folky, haunting song ever, ever done. So uh, Clanad are a band uh, that I, I have a huge amount of time for, Irish bands, fantastic, probably don't get uh, the, the commercial success they deserve, but right up there with the best.
0: Yeah, it reached um, number five in the UK charts and actually won an Ivor Novello Award uh, as well. And here is Clanad and Harry's Game. An interesting fact that I didn't realise until I went on this musical journey with you, that the the sample uh, is actually in one of my favourite dance tracks of the 90s, uh, Chicane's Saltwater, which was released in May 1999. A really um, well-known dance track actually samples this song. And the 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 voice in Chicane's Saltwater is done by Moya Brennan. Which, which, Britain, yeah, yeah, which I found fascinating, and obviously <laughs> you've already explained about the um, the, the links of um, uh, you know of Enya and the family and and, and what they've done is um, Ireland's really Ireland's most successful music family with a combined sales of over ninety million. That's incredible. Is again. that right? Yeah. Oh, damn. And
3: the
0: <laughs> the soundtrack um, the the is actually in films um, such as Titanic and uh, King Arthur. Um, it's re- it's re- it's really been well used and such a such a wonderful track. I really found that really fascinating. Actually, going on that uh, that particular uh, journey and the create actually created with creating Irish contemporary music. The whole family, which is just one outstanding achievement. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know how we we're going to live up to that. That 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 <laughs> little journey um, was so fascinating, and I really loved that piece of music. But then we move on to Grace Jones, Mm. which is such a fascinating tale. So I'm just going to let you tell it.
1: Grace Jones is a Jamaican who uh, moved with her family to New York, I think in her late teens. Um, One of the great characters of all time. Uh, Again, I think there's something, there's a theme going here, which tells you a lot about me. Uh, Barking mad, completely eccentric, Unique, no one like her. um, Doesn't give a monkey's ass about anything. Um, And again, uh, what is she? Uh, Actress, actress, uh, author, uh, performer. uh, Notably, uh, played uh, a a very prominent role in Conan the Barbarian, I think it was, or Conan the Destroyer. I can't remember the second one. Destroyer, I think. Conan the Destroyer with Arnie, Um, and she plays a sort of a uh a black warrior sort of um princess i think and uh she's she's very grace jones in that um i'd say uh when she was in she then moved to so i think she then moved to, to to paris and so uh where i really pick up with her in terms of loving her music is the french influence um and if any, if, if if people listening to this have ever got a bit of time um there is some really, really good French music out there, particularly sort of French jazz funk, which I think um, leads the world. I was very fortunate when I used to go to Kuwait to stay with uh, Johnny P. Uh, that the uh, music that, that was played all day was French. It was like French funky music, and I found myself liking everything, you know? Um, so what I what I particularly like about um, uh, the sort of era when she was producing things like La Vie en Rose, uh, slave to the rhythm, drive up to the bumper—all these sort of things—they're all, um, they're all really, really beautifully played. Of course, Lavion Rose is a French standard that's forever associated with Edith Piaf, um, but this is this is this, this is turned into a real masterpiece of a track. I think I think it might be seven minutes long, um, and I just think uh, the way that that the the original standard has been turned into this really i don't know i call it atmospheric um really jiggy uh track that's compelling is it's just wonderful and i just think it's um a superb piece of music actually and and again you know it it was easy to put it on this list because i don't think there's anything like it yeah released in
0: 1947 grace jones levion rose that is just such a wonderful, wonderful piece of music. Um, I just, it's such a feel good track and Thanks. I couldn't believe looking into this, the, the artists that have covered it, which I always think is um, a testament to how good something is. Um, the likes of Bing Crosby, Louis Armstrong, uh, even Lady Gaga, Madonna, have all covered this track. It, it, that, and that to me says it's a very elegant track as well. Um, and what I was really interested in is is the translation of what Levion Rose meant, and I, and I hope I've got this right because I did a bit of research on it. Um, life in happy times, life can be seen through happy lenses, and life in pink were the kind of translations I came out, and that's very you, Paul, which I, which 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 is what came out from that.
1: Yeah. So just to be clear. You so you said so the 1947 was when it was first released. So obviously yes. Grace Jones, Grace Jones released it in. Uh, i don't know eighty, eighty
0: three 83 or something i'm yeah, not sure yeah yeah so it was in the, it, yeah it was in the early 80s <laughs> but yeah the first released um levion rose in, in 1947, which again is testament to how you know when you've got the likes of lady gaga and madonna covering it how well it's um how 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 much of a good track it actually was it was in a whole host of films by the way as well There were just far too many to uh, list but it was in uh, you know films that you'd recognize and and do go and have a look at um, Le'Veon Rose and what films it was in um, fascinating, again um, such a great piece of music I can't believe there's more Paul we've got, we've got so much more to play on this <laughs> podcast
1: oh, you're so good
0: now, the next track is one of, and I have to again say, Paul you put these together, you pick these tracks and but this track is one of my all time favourites, would definitely make my top 10 for so many different reasons, Lincoln Park. In the end,
1: yeah, this is this is quite a special song for me. Um, so when uh, when Callum and Sam were, were little boys, and we used to obviously go to school in the morning, because um, Callum always got in the car first, he used to uh, he used to get first dibs on the music. So. Uh, he introduced me to a, a whole range of music which I otherwise wouldn't have listened to. So notably, uh, Lincoln Park, Metallica, Incubus, In Me, Megadeth, uh, people like that. Um, probably half of the stuff I disliked intensely. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the other half, um, was a, was a gift. I think, I think music is a gift. So I think he gave a, he gave me a gift. Lincoln Park again in the same, in a similar way with, um, york probably even more so i think lincoln park were always for me be synonymous with mtv uh, they produced hit after hit uh that were played all day long on mtv which was when it first came out uh, probably callum and i apart from watching hercules and xena warrior princess we would be pretty much glued to mtv and waiting for the next the latest video to come out uh lincoln park although uh lincoln park are a californian group um, and on the face of it, I suppose I don't know how you what's what what you'd re- how you'd really classify them. I think they're probably uh, notably American. So I think American bands have got a different sound sometimes. I don't think uh, I think they have got Americans sang to them. Um, on the face of it, you know, uh, the, the guitar is quite heavy. I don't know what would you say, Drew? What would you say you know quite a quite a heavy? But um, and actually sung sung in uh, a similar style, but. Uh, why, I think why Lincoln uh, Park, for instance, crossover with me, you know, why I, why I can accept them as great artists is uh, I think that the, that they're melodious. They've got you know there's harmonies, uh, there's a distinct tune. In uh, this particular case, uh, I find it's actually one of my anthems. It's probably one of ten songs that I sing to myself that really means something to me. But like, in the end, it doesn't, you know, I tried so hard, you know, I tried so hard, you know, as you know, you know, when when you're through the hard times, so, you know, this, this was like, I could identify with this because life was hard, you know, every day was a battle and, and then I had Lincoln Park who were putting into words how I felt. That's the only way I can describe it, you know? Um, and so it's, it's a song that has deep personal meaning to me. Um, also I think we we'd like It's only right because poor old Chester committed suicide uh last year which I think was a tragic loss uh an incredibly talented lead singer with a with a great rock voice. So I'm I'm pleased that you like it too. It's um it's a, it's a I think it's a a really good uh rock song uh, with a really inspiring message and verse.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful track. The band formed in 1996. This was on their debut album Hybrid Theory and it was released in 2002 and it is just simply just a wonderful track Linkin Park in the end
2: It starts with one okay.
0: I just I could listen to that all day it it makes my running playlist it makes my creative playlist as you said before the track, pool, it's just it means so many different things um, to people what i love the most about linkin park is that their their album was actually called hybrid theory and and, and they're an alternative band and they 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 brought together metal rock hip hop and pop in, into one in, into, into a song and in, into a number of songs. And, and that's, I, I think, probably why they appealed to so many people. Um, sold over 100 million records worldwide. And they yeah. won two Grammy Awards. And songs like Numb and What I've Done as well. Crawling. Um, incredible. Crawling. It's so good. I love, I, know, I am a sucker for a piano riff. And in that song, the piano riff is just wonderful. Just wonderful. Yeah, so that was a that was a that was an amazing choice and we do hope you enjoyed that one. From Linkin Park next to Madness and The Prince and the song about the the, the orange Prince street. Buster, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it and this again um what can you say about Madness just an an amazing group.
1: Yeah, I picked I picked this it, it I yeah, I could have I could have gone into things like Dawn Penn, um uh uh the selector who i particularly like um uh, scar music came along just after punk you know and i was as you know very heavily involved in the punk scene and then new wave and and scar came along and uh for whatever reason uh i liked it equally as much and it was fresh and different and i'd never heard anything like it before and i would say so if you if we if you saw an eighteen year old weighty after a rugby match on a Saturday night on his tenth pint of beer, jing- jigging around in the what was then the Bristol Inn in Bridgewater, uh, I was never happier when they played this song, uh, and it, it just made me feel very happy. Um, so Madness started off with um, much more Scar esque songs like night, Tri- uh, night Boat to Cairo, notably, um, which is. Um, which is a really really good uh scar song. And of course I suppose to some extent this is a really interesting one on what on what the listeners would think. You could argue they sold out a bit. Um you know they started out as 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 really uh really good scar artists and then they became a mainstream pop band I would suggest. Uh churned out 40 top 40 hits I would imagine, something like that. You'll no doubt tell me uh, later on. Uh, but this particular song is um, synonymous with weight at his best uh, when he was invincible as a, a player and uh, a, and perhaps as as a drinker, if that's a good thing to me. Uh, I, I, just, I just picture this with happy times and it's just a great track.
4: Buster, he, he sold the, sold the heat, heat With a rock, rock steady beat, beat. But not in Orange Street A ghost dance is preparing you got to help us with your feet If you're not in a mood to dance Step back, grab yourself a seat This may not be uptown Jamaica But we promise you a treat I'd pass me over with your bogus dance. Shuffle me up my feet Even if I kept on running I'd never get to Orange Street So i say there's not much left to say The man who sets the beat. So I'll leave it up to you out there to get him back on his feet. I bust up on me over with your bogus dance, shuffle me off my feet. Even if I kept on running, I'd never get to Orange.
0: track from madness that was the band's first single and and it had no music video they they then bought the rights for the top of the pops performance that they did on that um it was released in 1979 it only only reached 16 in the uk charts um and of course as you mentioned paul they went on to release you know one step beyond baggy trousers it must have been love house of fun and they actually won an Ivor novello award for our house as well um, thing, the, the interesting thing with Madness, um, they were most the most successful between 1980 and 86, where they spent 214 weeks in the UK singles charts, and that does go back to that point that you mentioned, Paul, about maybe selling out a little bit with the, the pop pop side of it. 15 singles reached the top 10, uh, including those that I've mentioned, but um, they, they are just a, a very special band, and that Scar Pop feel is is wonderful. And of course, they're from Camden Town. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, but all, I have to say though, all the way through that song, all, all I was imagining was you in in that pub, at eighteen years old, and your dance moves. For
1: I, I, I was a I was a acknowledged as I used to go dancing nearly every night. So particularly uh, good twister. I what, a, what, what, a, what, what a trophy, actually, just to just to let you know.
0: I have no doubt about that at all. Like, I just, it's, it's only a shame, and I'm sure Drew, who's producing this, would uh, agree that it's just a shame that it wasn't in today's age where there were so many video cameras around and we could have captured something to, uh, to play out of a <laughs> yeah. young Paul.
1: Or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we continue our musical journey uh, on the podcast. And next up is a band called The Hives and a song called I Hate to Say I Told You So.
1: Yeah, so um i'm going to tell you again this is a this is a true story so um d- despite what I said at the beginning you know that i picked uh, eleven you know very uh, different uh, genre songs um quite a few of them are also in my heart uh this one is this, this is this is a this is this is not a word of a lie this is not an overstatement um i i i got uh the, the album by the, the... I can't remember what the album was called now. I had the H- Hives album where this was the lead single on uh, for a Christmas. And I, I literally... I literally did nothing but play it all day. And and I would, it was the best Christmas present I'd ever had. I was just so... I loved this song so much. It just... Um, I don't know how to put it, really. I, I, I guess, you know, sometimes, you know, perhaps if I was sat down with a psychoanalyst or something, it might make some sense of it. It was like, um, you know, Punk Happened, which uh, I very much enjoyed. And then, you know, all the punk bands sort of either d- died or became, you know, talented, progressive bands in themselves. And then the Hives came along and produced a song that was nearly the best punk song of all time. You know, right up there, in my opinion, I probably put it uh almost equal with public image uh which is my one of my favorite songs of all time um what I like about this again uh, Swedish band so got uh, the Scandinavian theme continues I just love the the simplicity actually it the, the beautiful simplicity and rawness of energy this song has got and it's just um moves me actually i can't i don't I can't explain it it's just uh um, and they had, you know, they had a real had a real time in in, in the sun with this. And um, it's interesting because, like you, I was doing a little bit of um, research last night, and I see they they they're still they're still playing today. I, I, I also, you know, one of the things I also like um, about I like the style of them as well. You know, the black shirts and the white ties, and uh, they've got great names. You know, I can't remember, um, you know, like. Mad Dogs, then or something, you know. uh I can't remember what Howlin' Pete, I think that the, the 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 lead singer is called. Um, you know, so I just, I just, I just think this is a, a joy of a song, and it had to be had to be there. So I picked it as as uh, my representative of the best punk punky song of all time.
0: And we've we've remained at a certain tone through this podcast, and taken you on a little bit of a journey that's that's been up and down. But now is the time, whatever, however you're listening to this, however you're choosing to listen to this in the garden this weekend, if you're doing the cleaning or you're in the car, this is one that you just need to turn up just a little bit because it is just an amazing, uh, amazing track. Just turn the volume up a bit now. And this is the <laughs> hives. And I hate to say I told you so. There is a bit halfway through that song where it's probably now reached my, one of my favorite ever riffs just on a guitar. That was just incredible. And uh, yeah, I forgot how good that was. Obviously I knew the hives and listened when they released it uh, back in um, December 2000. But I, you know, when you forget, you just forget and you need to be reminded of how good something is. And that's um, how I listened to that. Um, I love that some of the tracks that you've chosen today really define a, a genre or almost created a, a genre. Um and and I've when I was doing my research last night they were they were described as garage punk which I thought was a wonderful uh, combination. And of course as you mentioned they um they really did play a role they were prominent in um you know the the punk uh, the sort of post punk revival um in the early 2000s. And, and just, just a wonderful band. They were nominated for a Kerrang! Award uh, for, for the best single um, in 2002 for that. And it reached uh, four in the UK single chart. And they were actually placed on a list that Q did of the 100 greatest guitar tracks. So that track really did sort of resonate around uh, as being, you know, one of a number of tracks that that just did so much for, for a genre. I enjoyed that so much. Can you tell?
1: <laughs> Good.
0: And then and, and they have other songs as well. Do listen to um, Walk Idiot Walk and uh, Tick Tick Boom tick, as well.
1: Tick, tick 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 Boom. Idiot Walk. Ding, ding, ding. Watch the Idiot Talk. Doo,
0: doo, doo. Yeah, do listen. Do listen <laughs> to them. All right. From, from, from Sweden to Finland. That's the yeah. journey. Um, him is next and yeah what a track that's yeah, right
1: yeah i mean this i can't remember who introduced this to me it's um him him are uh i think they're described as a gothic uh heavy gothic band or something
0: <laughs> yeah gothic um, rock and metal yeah uh
1: i picked this really because i think um well i picked it because i love it and again it's a song that i absolutely love so it's uh you know, I, I I I just think it's um, probably of its type the best song I've ever heard. Uh, that's that's how highly I rate it. I think um, it's interesting. You know, going back to the point, obviously, you know, I have um, a lot, a lot, a lot to do with Drew and Callum, and um, I think uh, it, it's quite interesting to see uh, how my musical appreciation developed in the post-Callum Stroke Drew era. You know, uh, I think. Maybe this isn't a this isn't a band or a song that people would necessarily think that Paul Waite would, would like as much as he does. But I think what um what I really like about it is uh in fact Drew and I were listening to it yesterday, you know, I think it's unmistakably played with a thrashy heavy metal, you know, performance. Uh but then of course going back to the point you made, you know, with haunting piano. And uh, and the lead singer, um, I think he 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 sings the song. In my opinion, with great sensitivity. So it's it's um it's a song which has, it's like if it was a cake, it's got five layers or something, you know. You know, like the hives is just uh, it's like the hives is a full-on carrot cake or something, you know. <laughs> This this is a cake that's got everything in it. You know, it's got hundreds of thousands of icing and jam in the middle. You know, it's uh, there's there's so many different things to like about it. You could sit there, you know, Drew and I talked about it. You've got the drums, which are amazing. Uh listen to the guitars on their own, they're amazing. The piano is amazing. The way he goes about singing the song is is amazing. So it's a, uh, I think it's a a fabulous song, which um is is uh it's, it's quite heavy, but incredibly uh, harmonious and melodious, I would say. Uh, I'm always I'm always quite intrigued by... Um, so Finland, actually, has produced some really good uh, bands. They all tend to be quite heavy, actually. Um, him themselves were, were really big in their home country and also, um, I think, uh, got to number one in Germany on, on several occasions. Funnily enough, this track didn't, didn't chart as highly as... Um, some of their other tracks. So they, they did, um, for anyone who's going has got some time going back to the link, which is, makes me look very clever now. Um, it's quite a famous Neil Diamond song called solitary man. Um, my him favorite, did a, him did a really, really good cover of that, which got to number nine in the, in the UK charts, uh, beating him by, by five places, I think. um, and they also did a f- fantastic cover of Wicked Game" by Chris Isaac. Uh and again, I think the the lead singer's voice, despite the fact he's he's leading a, a heavy metal group he he sings wicked game um you know in a in a really good idiosyncratic sort of way, almost reminiscent of Chris Isaac, who I think you know gives the, the ultimate performance, but it's it's really good so um I think they're a really talented band um, sold ten million records across the world so not you know right up there worldwide huge like some of the other people we've done today but um i think a a band that left their own distinct and unique mark on the world personally
0: yeah i'm gonna let you introduce this one paul
1: so it's sacrament by him a fantastic song
0: I loved that. And I have to say that I hadn't heard that before. It was, it was new to me. Um, I love that they did a cover of solitary man. I'm going to look that up because that is my single favorite Neil Diamond track. Um, I did listen to the, um, wicked game cover, which is again, it's an excellent track and, and they've done that so well. Uh, I went on to listen to it, wings of a butterfly. Great band. Good, yeah. yeah. Um, really, uh, I love them being described as sort of Gothic, uh, rock and metal. And interestingly, um, one of my uh, one of my other favourite bands uh, they remind me of so much. Also, Finnish is the Rasmus, um, yeah, which which is great. I love the piano melody in that as well. I'm such a sucker for that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was just a wonderful track to listen to.
1: That was the idea.
0: Now, where do we go next on this musical journey? I hear you say <laughs> only to the sneaker pimps.
1: Hmm. Was that the intro to me?
0: Well yeah, Sneaker Pimps and Six Underground is the song that you've chosen, which is just
1: Overground. Overground, yeah. Um so probably quite comparatively late in life. I don't know how long now, probably really only probably about three years I've really got into trip hop, uh, big time. Um uh, again, Drew and I have been having some some really good self indulgent. T- <laughs> so stood on my stood on my uh, lead there. That was <laughs> that was a good one. Um, so we you know uh, self indulgent times listening to great artists like Zero Seven and um, Mazzy Star, for instance. Um, this this song, I have to say, you know, to be truthful, I think it's probably at this current moment in time my favourite song. Who said to me I had to listen to any song at all? Um, I don't know, there's something about it that um, sort of resonates with me, you know. Just, uh, I think it's a really well sung, beautiful track um, with so many things to admire about it. And it sort of takes you, takes you away into a different place, you know. And uh, it's also very, very catchy. So you know, I find myself walking around the house singing... Uh, you know the punchy bits of this song so um, I think it's again I think it's um, completely different to any other any other song we've played today and that's why I I think it deserves its place in in Mr. Waits uh, 11 tracks today
0: yeah here's the sneaker pimps Of that. They're really famous as well for Spin, Spin, Sugar, if you're into yeah, your, your dance music, uh, you know, British electronic bands. Um, they're actually from Hartlepool, um, which I don't know why, but I found that fascinating. I thought, yeah, great uh, band. It's yeah, so true. Um, yeah, I, I wondered where the connection might have been, and I've heard it before. And They formed in 1994 um, in Hartlepool. It's, I guess it's one of those things. We've had so many bands on today, and we've been to the likes of Sweden and, and Finland, and california and all these places and then we've come to hartlepool and that's you know yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to do Hartleypool any disrespect but it just it, it it tickled me a bit because of the locations that i was writing down and then i just wrote hartlepool and thought oh okay
1: camden a town that, that hung the monkey
0: do go on what's that about
1: you, you read about it okay they, they hung a monkey i thought it was a he was a french spy so poor monkey got hung.
0: Got A little bit of history and a little bit of history story. in the podcast as well. I love that. Yeah, we've got two more tracks for you. The next it's sad, one, isn't it? it is sad because I'm I'm really enjoying myself. The next two tracks don't need a lot of introduction, and I can't wait to hear uh, why they've made uh, Paul's list. But they're they're just amazing. The first one, uh, Zz Top, give me all your loving. What a what a track.
1: Yeah, ZZ Top obviously have uh, a, a completely unique look with uh, the, the the long beards and uh, and the funny hats and the long coats. Uh, they look a bit crazy, but um, they also they play their guitars. I think in a in a manner that I can't think of any other band that sounds anything like them. You know, um, I just I just I would just again sort of say this is sort of rock music at its best. Um, delivered in a very bespoken unique way with really and of course their, their videos are very misogynistic with uh scantily clad women with uh black tights you know tarting around in cadillacs and things and uh you know uh i, I just i just think again they're just uh they're just so unique and, and bespoke and I, I as you know that's a theme that's resonated through today i like i like people that uh, are true to themselves and um, aren't formulaic. So um, again, this is a this is a band which I think is synonymous with MTV. Again, you know, as, as I'd said, a big influence on me. Uh, I find, all, in fact, I like all of the ZZ Top songs without exception. I find them um, uplifting, uh, very enjoyable to listen to. Just as a little curio for people listening, um, ZZ Top are actually in um, Back to the Future Three which is i think is one of my favorite films of all time when when marty goes back to the wild west and he calls himself Clint Eastwood um and uh there's a dance uh, doc doc ends up with Mary Steenburgen, who plays this um teacher and uh they're at the uh, the town do we call it like the town party uh, and zz top actually are the are the musicians uh and and i i have to say i really, the, the track they play is Amazing, actually. Doo, 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 doo. A lot of violin, you know. I don't know if you remember that track. Doo, 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 doo. So I, I would encourage anyone listening to this to go and listen to the ZZ track that's in Back to the Future Three, which I think is um, uh, a really wonderful piece of music and not really ZZ top esque, actually, but incredibly catchy and and wonderful. So uh, I think that because because it's such a distinct song, again, I found it quite easy to make it into my top eleven today.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, after you've um, finished with this podcast, that would be a great thing to do across Easter weekend as well. Go and watch the Back to the Future um, trilogy because what films they are. They're definitely up there of my absolute favourite as well. Okay, this is Easy Top. And again, it's another one that you can... I guess the last two actually on the podcast, the ones that you can really sing along to, really Mm. let yourself go. This is Give Me All Your Loving. wonderful rock band um but that song when i was doing my research on that it charted at number 10 when it was released in 1983 but it was re-released and did better in the uk in 1992 i think it came off the back of um another song that was in collaboration with and it was it actually did better in the charts in 1992 but again showing the strength of song to come back and still be sort of Around and relevant, and of course now it's so well known, and I'm sure there were many people listening to our podcast whilst, <laughs> whilst going about their Easter weekend, just having a little bit of a, a cheeky sing along, which is absolutely fine, by the way, because we were doing exactly the same <laughs> thing, listening to that. Okay, it's sad, sad because we're onto our final track on the podcast, but. Yeah. I think we, the expression save the best till last, I would want to say that because every one of these songs are so, have been so good and we've been on such a journey. But if you were going to say saved some of the best till last, you, you couldn't really do better than saying the Beach Boys and Get Around from 1963.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if I'd say it was saving the best to last. I think it's a good song to finish with. I, I think it's... Uh... Uh, I think, you know, it, it, it occurred to me when I was thinking about uh, how to go about the show today that probably one had to play either the Beatles or the Beach Boys. Um, yeah. So I think you could argue uh, they were competitors of each other to some extent. There's a lot said in the media that Brian Wilson didn't like McCartney, etc. But I, I believe the opposite is the case. I think he was uh, very respectful of um, Lennon and McCartney. Uh, and, and I think you know the, the, the Beatles will have their day on my on my show. I'm uh, a huge fan of the Beatles. Uh, the Beach Boys, I think, um, probably not quite as uh, influential as the Beatles, but you know, getting there. Um, and again, you know, they 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 came along in California uh, with their own completely unique sound, which is unlike uh, any other, and no one's ever sounded anything like them uh beautiful harmonies uh great voices fresh i suppose you'd call it a really lovely fresh well it's meant to be it's supposed to be a fresh beach sound isn't it and um to me this song you know i'll ask you the, the lyrics are incredibly simple round round get around i get around <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and i think you know there's that that's said probably about 50 times in, in two minutes and 20 seconds it's not a, it's not a very long song I just think it's. um, I'd almost. I I would go close to saying it is the ultimate pop song. I think it's um, incredibly catchy. Uh, You almost can't not move to it, and it's it's obviously simple in its lyrics, uh, but again, you know, um, amazingly full of energy, beautifully sung, just really just oh it's just it's, it's it's a song i come back to over and over and over again it's that good
0: and it could be played as you said absolutely anywhere and people could recognize it sing along to it and enjoy it and it begins with a multi-part capella.
5: round round get around i get around yeah get get around, around, round, round. Round. I you.
0: During that song, we were just uh, um, having a little debate whether it should have been—it's a multi-part acapella or or a multi-part capella, um, as I've obviously got from my research, which is interesting. Let us know. Podcast at Aspen-weight.co.uk. Not that I don't trust Paul and Drew, because I, you know, I have absolutely—I um, huh. do believe that you would you would know. But um, anyway, capella or acapella aside. What a wonderful track to end today's podcast. I want to do it again. I really do want to do it again. I feel like we should, uh, we should do another one of these. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the journey. I enjoyed finding out the reasons that you chosen the songs and I enjoyed listening to them all. And we hope that you have as well. Should we, should we do it again sometime, Paul?
1: Well, I mean, uh, this, this is a flavor of what, uh, Paul Wake's show is going to be like. So, uh, Every, every week on, uh, on my radio show, uh, I'm going to play uh, a, a blend of music of different genres, um, and hopefully um, people will thank me for, for giving them various gifts. So that's, that's the intention.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear your show. can't wait to get the show going and as you said this is just a, just been a little bit of a taster for you and we wanted to put something together for you for easter weekend so we hope you've enjoyed it i hope you enjoy your easter weekend whatever you've you're going to do or you've you've been up to and we'll be back very soon with our live streams and our podcasts Don't forget to subscribe to the Aspen Weight YouTube channel if you've not done that already. And if you're listening to this but you haven't subscribed, please, please, please um, subscribe to our podcast. And you get it delivered to you every week. It's as easy as that. Paul, thank you so much for your time this morning. I've enjoyed this immensely. Me too. And we'll see you again next time.
1: Thanks, everyone.